Welcome to the pod of thunder and rock and roll. It is talk is Jericho here, and it's the return to the rock and roll with another edition of the world famous, highly acclaimed classic album Clash. This time it's Striper's Soldier Under Command versus To Hell with the Devil. And joining me to debate the songs, the albums, share some cool Striper stories and trivia. Fellow Striper fanatics, uh, singer Howard Jones from Light the Torch, and of course, uh, Richard Christie from the Howard Stern Show. We were on the Heaven's Metal podcast a few years ago. And coming back again, Fozzie guitar player Rich Ward. That's how Rich and I actually met, was being Striper fans. Uh, I know that you're going to hear that we're more than just Striper fans. You're going to hear how this band, Michael Sweet, Robert Sweet, changed our lives, literally changed our lives but enough of my yak, and let's just get to it. It's the Striper classic album Clash on Talk is Jericho, Soldiers versus Devil Now. All right, so it's the reunion that uh, I've been waiting for, that the world didn't know that they needed, but damn it, you got it. Uh, it was about a year and a half ago, the Heaven's Metal podcast. Uh, Richard Christie from Charred Walls of the Damned, Howard Jones from Light the Torch, uh, and myself, joined by uh, Rich Ward, also from Fozzie. Uh, we had a great time uh, with that last podcast talking about Christian metal. Oh, it was so much fun. Oh, yeah. Like and, we, and afterwards, we got to go see Striper. Yeah. That's right. And uh, I just had Howard on my podcast uh, a, a few months ago, and we said, what did Richard do during Holding On? <laughs> do you remember what you were doing? Uh, probably singing along and going insane. Uh, uh, there were some tears. You were oh, crying. Yeah. Oh, you crying. were holding yeah, on to yeah, tissues, yeah, my friend. I'll admit it. No, oh, you yeah. Know. He was a little bit loaded, too. Strong <laughs> men also cry. <laughs> and then me and Richard, I had to drive you home from Asbury Park to downtown uh, uh, Long uh, New York. City. It took yeah. me like, it took us like an hour. Remember at one point I had to you pull had over to pull and go over. sleep? I felt so bad. I was like, <laughs> I didn't realize how fun. <laughs> that was insanity. On the BQE, uh, one of the busiest highways in the country. I had to pull over and close my eyes. Yeah. When, when we were looking at dates, I had no idea that Asbury Park was so far away. I just saw New Jersey. I thought it was by like the Meadowlands or something. And you were a trooper. You had oh, to yeah. like go right to the airport. I had to go right to the airport. I had to go to do a live podcast with Kevin Owens and then do SummerSlam <laughs> where I had to put together the whole match. It was a 10-man match. I literally slept on the floor of the theater in Montreal before the podcast for an hour. That was my <laughs> that is, That's a diehard striper fan. I remember there. getting the text and... Oh, Richard, you caught a little bit of it in that text, but not. <laughs> <laughs> but we're back. Uh, classic album clash uh, with, like I said, with Rich, who's who's one of the best guys to have on a classic album clash because he comes prepared with notes, beautiful uh, and studying. Do you have your notes, Rich? I do have my notes. He's got his notes. And they are oh, extensive. You're making us oh, all look bad. Oh, oh, oh I <laughs> nice, went there. Nice, nice. Best homework ever. Oh, you got yeah. notes too? Oh, yeah. I went there, man. Oh, yeah. that's great. <laughs> my <laughs> notes are in my head. Yeah. Dude, Richard doesn't need notes. He's a, he's a savant when it comes oh, to Striper. Uh, this we know. What uh, what date did uh, Calling on You come on MTV? I I am going to say March 10th, 1987. <laughs> Around oh, there. I don't see, I I'm bet not you he's totally right though. Yeah. Somewhere see, that's around. where I know I have I have no stake in this. It's like when it comes to that, Richard, you you win. Oh, I so, used to call dial MTV every day. So. <laughs> so the rules of the classic album clash, and you, you guys have heard a few of them before, is we basically both agree, all of us agree that both albums are amazing. We're gonna do Soldiers Under Command versus To Hell with the Devil by Striper. But it's a debate on which we like better, and of course the track by track uh, uh, war debate. But um, let's talk about how we got into Striper. We discussed it briefly before, but uh, I've never heard Rich's real story about how you got into Striper. Kind of talk about the band a little bit. 
Yeah, so I'm going to try to keep this brief because I'm terrible about making long stories tremendously <laughs> long. So I grew up in a secular household. God was never even spoken about. My family was working class until they split up. And then I was raised by my mom. We, my sister and I shared a room. We, it, but it like any conversation at the dinner table was about soccer practice or school. It was, I don't know who the president is. I don't know anything about civics. I don't know anything about anything. Like my life was just about activities so wow. that Richard could get, become better at whether it was physical or mental, whatever, but there was no, so, so a friend of mine in high school uh, who I used to kind of hang out with. He was a drummer. I was a guitar player. So we all kind of click with these guys who we have some common music interest and we used to jam together, had a little cover band. And he came home one day with this album, Soldiers Under God's Command. And and he said, this record's going to change your life. I'm just telling you this. And I, and I was like, 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 I was so excited. But, but he says, it's going to change your life in another way. And because I, there was no setup, I, I, it hit me like a ton of bricks because it was like, being exposed to aliens for the first time like you know what i mean like when no one's ever even told you like okay here's this thing there was this guy all right it was a, there was an immaculate conception and god came like I, I didn't know any of the stories anything and it hit me like a ton of bricks because i was like a misfit kid like i didn't really have a big circle of friends i was a nerd i played dungeons and dragons i was in boy scouts i i like girls but i didn't know what to do no one told me about anything like i and so finally there was this thing that i, I was listening to this guys talk about something that started to mean that there was purpose to life and that's that like this was all made sense and there was design and to a young kid it was it was so empowering to think that there was a rock band because I was way into Priest and Maiden and, you know, and Sabbath and the Scorpions. And here was a band who was singing about things that were, in my mind, uh, more important than what the other bands were. And, and a lot of that was just because it was this new discovery for me. So uh, a girl that I knew at high school, I was telling her about this band and she was like, you should come with me to we have like these Wednesday things at church. Um, it was like a youth group thing. They did an altar call. I went up. I, I was like, I lost it. I, like I became a Christian and I give it all to Striper. And, <laughs> and it, like it changed my life. Literally, that became my favorite band. And, you know, when you find something new for the first time yeah. and it's like, like it just like ripped off my old eyes. And then I started seeing things. But then there's no follow-up, right? Because I don't really still know anybody. It's not like I can go talk, Mom, guess what I learned? <laughs> it's just supper. <laughs> you know, like, and my mom's super smart. And she wasn't one of those people that was just too smart for Jesus or too smart for, for, for faith and spirituality. It's just that she was a pragmatist. I have to put food on this table. Like, you know, my mom worked until eight or nine at night. She was gone. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so... In other words, then I'm just trying to figure out what to do with all this newfound information. So that's my like entry into Striper was was that experience of just hearing something that, you know, must have been like, uh, you know, people hearing Mozart for the first time of just not understanding <laughs> what yeah. this is. And that was the same for me because um, I grew up in the church. But and then you would hear these rumors of oh this is a Christian rock band it'd be like Petra or yeah, Res Band yeah. but they look mm -hmm. like my dad like they didn't look cool <laughs> and the music was kind of adult contemporary you know middle of the road shit like if there was dudes and Petra are are just bummed that you're saying that <laughs> <laughs> sorry Petra sorry Louis from Petra 
Um, Louie, <laughs> Louie Weaver. What's he, up? He's a bus driver for the WWE now. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I was. I oh saw, yeah, you I, said yeah. like you saw him. I was well, walking around Weaver. and I was like, that guy looks like the drummer of Petra. Said nobody ever. So I actually, <laughs> I went to another bus driver. I said, is that guy Louie Weaver from Petra? He goes, you know him? Like, he goes, that's all he talks about. He's doing Petra. So I went and introduced myself, and Louie became my best friend. He brought me the, the the discography of Petra and like the video and all this other stuff. Wait, did he still did got he the bad wig? It? Did he have it on hand? <laughs> he brought it the next week. <laughs> and he had he always had a bad wig uh in the eighties and it's still the same one. So hell of a guy, great guy. But they all they all look like that and there's nothing powerful about it. And I was always interested in the concept of Christian rock and roll because I was into heavy metal at that point. But I thought like, okay, you know, the Slayer and Venom were kind of going and it's like, you know, the evil side. Well, why couldn't there be a good side? But with the guys looking like this, there's no way it's got a chance. <laughs> then I'm watching this show called W5 in Canada, which was like 60 minutes, and they had a piece on Striper. And I remember seeing Robert Sweet going, that's the coolest guy I've ever seen in my life. Like, look at it, look at it, look at And then he was talking about, Striper's like a bumblebee. Aerodynamically, a bumblebee is not supposed to fly. Uh, but it does. And Striper's like a bumblebee. Uh, Christians say, and people say that you can't promote Christianity with music, but just like the bumblebee, we're promoting, like, like what are you, what are you that's the best about. Robert Sweet uh, impression I've ever heard, by the way. That. Like, what on earth is he talking about? <laughs> other, I like this band. <laughs> and the other thing he said is, uh, yellow, why do we wear yellow and black? They're caution colors. We're trying to warn you not to go to hell. And I was like, wow. And then it showed them playing uh, for the outro where the credits were rolling. And they're just jamming out. And I could never figure out what song it was. And it took me a couple of years when I bought the EP, I realized it was the middle part of Reason for the Season. Oh, wow. Bong, dong, bong, dong. And Robert's just jamming. He's doing his stick tricks and looking at the cat sticking his uh, stick in his mouth. And that's like, that band is cool. Went to the record store, bought Soldiers Under Command. Meanwhile, when have they ever played that live? I don't know. Yeah. That's crazy. It's just so random. On the wow. Soldiers Tour, I have the set list still. They no. Play. Reason for oh, the yeah. season? Even was though it wasn't wow. Christmas or maybe just around Christmas? or They probably didn't have enough material maybe at They the just time. threw it in on an Arbor Day. But it was rocking. <laughs> <laughs> Reason I, for I the already tree, love tree. Howard. I already <laughs> love him. Arbor Reason Day for the tree reference season. really 10 minutes in. <laughs> Reason for the tree season? Yeah, Reason for the tree season. <laughs> Richard, what's your uh, introduction to striper well uh my parents i was pretty lucky i grew up in kansas and uh in about 1983 we got one of those big huge satellite dishes that takes up your whole yard <laughs> got struck by lightning all the time because uh we had these big storms coming by but uh in early 1987 i saw the video for calling on you on during the day back when they used to play metal videos randomly during the day on mtv and i saw calling on you i was like that is a freaking awesome song and i back then you didn't have a you couldn't dvr it and save right. it so you had to wait for it to come on wait for it to come on again and i just never saw it again for a, a couple months but it stuck in my head i was singing this song just for months and not really knowing or remembering the name of the band and then uh i remember i was watching dial mtv in about april of 1987 after school and here comes Free, the video for Free by Striper. And I'm like, that's the band. That's yeah. the one who had that song that stuck in my head for the last two months. And uh, I just started calling Dial MTV. I'd ask my parents, I think it was 50 cents a call or something. You were calling and on them? calling every day. <laughs> yeah, I was calling on them, literally. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But uh, <laughs> And it changed my life. I bought the album. I bought the, well, back then it was cassette. And uh, it really, if I can point to 
two songs that have changed my life. It's uh, Calling On You and Free by Striper. Wow. Uh, and they, they be instantly became my favorite band. How about you, Howard? Wow. Uh, like you, grew up in the church. Uh, you know, mom dragged me along to everything, <laughs> including The Omen 2 when I was, you know, oh, like a, a kid. That movie it, still freaks me out. Yeah. She the, took you to sit in the theater? Yeah, I was a child, man. Wow. <laughs> damaged me. <laughs> I, I remember uh, I, I, I convinced my grandfather to take me to Damien Omen 3, The Final Conflict. Uh -oh. And we watched, like, everyone just dies in these brutal ways. Yeah. My grandpa was probably like 70 at the time. And I remember at the end of the movie, as he said, well, not too many people lived in that piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> to this exactly. day, I'm scared of elevators because I think yeah, part, yeah, that part was in two. That was in two. There's a scene guy. where the cable cuts the yeah, guy, cuts in, the guy half. in half. Cuts the yeah, yeah, and then someone gets pinched between uh, like the two, two train rail cars. cars. Yeah, because yeah. they found out that Damien was the Antichrist, so mm -hmm. that Satan killed like, him. So. Those, that's like when I'm I'm remembering like like things that I first tasted. And I remember that movie. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks, Mom. So, yeah, just in the church, all that. And and uh, I remember going going to church with some friends and in the car. We're cruising around, and this guy's Monte Carlo. And wow, pops up, I hear Striper. But then going to hang out at this place called Heart Song. It was this club, you know. Uh, Christian they, youth club. Yeah, yeah, Christian music club sort of thing. They had uh, all the CDs and tapes, and they had games you know video games pool tables all that and they play videos and so i finally got to see uh got to see striper on some talk show and they played uh make me want to sing hit that high note i was sold that was it i heard that high note and i was i was in full tilt from there and and and, and shout out to my friend jeremy because was already texting today he was like yeah this podcast is definitely going on it, you know it's uh <laughs> soldiers under, against uh against uh jail yes, with the devil yeah. he's already given me his what his was thoughts. was uh was that the talk show it was like a mckenzie uh, mclean stevenson yes he had a show like yep what like uh, welcome america or whatever and it was uh, uh a national show and striper was on it mm -hmm. and they had the lyrics for the song at the bottom with the Gerald McBoin Boing bouncing ball. <laughs> yeah. Jesus makes me want to sing. I remember that. <laughs> I, remember I wonder if that's too. on YouTube. It must be on YouTube. It's got to be on it's there. It's got to be, right? But, but it's stuck in my mind. I saw it so many times because he, the, the guy who owned the place, Heartsling, he had the tape. Oh, he played and so, it over and over again. So, yeah, every Friday whenever we'd go there... The tape would go in, so we'd be playing that and Baron Cross and and just you know Deliverance. So I got to hear all, all this music. stuff. Yeah, that, that you know first heard Tourniquet there. So, right. but yeah, that was my real introduction to Striper. To Striper. Yeah. And the thing is too, the, my point was with the Petra thing is that Striper actually looked cool. They looked like Van Halen. Mm -hmm. They sounded like Van Halen or Priest. A little bit sappy at times, and we'll talk about that. But you, all of us, finally had a band that you could gravitate towards if you had Christian faith. That you could say, I know these bands look like our fathers, but look at this band. Yeah. We want to look like this, you know? because yeah, yeah. like you were saying, I used to go to vacation Bible school in the summers, and there was a girl that would give my sister and I a ride to vacation Bible school, and she was into Petra and that kind of stuff. And sorry, Petra, we're kind of piling on you, but yeah. <laughs> I was just, I was not into it at all. But when I heard Striper, it was like it took it to a, a yeah. whole nother level. I mean, I remember the Power Hour was the was the heavy uh, headbangers. Oh, ball. much music yeah. Power Hour, yeah. and they they played the Daniel Band. Wow, Walk on Water. There's one for you guys to look up on YouTube, and oh, the singer looked like Derek Smalls. <laughs> with like this mustache and the balding yeah. head i'm like that's and the, the cucumber we... in his pants <laughs> yeah, wrapped in tinfoil it's like that's all we got and then striper comes out and suddenly 
we have a band that we can hang our hats yeah, on. Yeah, then there's a just the breakthrough then, you know, like Baron Cross came. Oh, the huge Holy Soldier Delhi, came. Yeah. Was Guardian, just, White Cross. Yeah. We discussed them all in the last oh, show. Oh, yeah, just a I, plethora of them. And I remember Power Hour would play the Soldiers Under Command video, right. which MTV, I don't Never know. Never did. It was kind of a hodgepodge, played. like home video yeah, yeah. thing. But So let's talk about uh, the, the two records in question. Soldiers Under Command that came out uh, May 15th, 1985 on Enigma Records, produced by Michael Wagner, who was a big-time producer. Mm-hmm. He did Skid Row. He did Metallica. Dokken, I, uh, I know he right? mixed uh, Master Puppets. Dokken, that's a big-time name. Uh, and then To Hell With The Devil came out October 24th, 1986, which is uh, a year and a half later. Mm-hmm. And that was produced by Stephen Galfast and Striper, don't know much about this Stephen Galfast. Never heard of him before or since. Also on Enigma <laughs> Records. Um, let's just uh, start off first and foremost um, with the covers. And let's go with the original <laughs> Hell's the Devil cover. Yes. Um, and I can start. My, my first uh, was, okay, hold on. Stephen Galfast produced, managed, promoted, mixed, and recorded Cher, Almond Brothers, Meatloaf, Saxon, Sabotage, ELO Part Two, the Pez Band. I wonder if it's supposed to be Res Band. Uh, so he has he has some steam. Uh, he has some nobodies on his list. A little, little trivia, you know, Jeez. "To Hell with the Devil" was recorded digitally. One of the first, one of the first. albums to be recorded. If I'm remembering right, a digital eight track. Interesting. Yeah, yeah I yeah. remember reading that on the uh, the little liner notes when the yeah. cassette fold out. Yeah, yes. one of right, the very right, right. first. So if we're talking about the um the 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 cover of Soldiers, that was when I saw that like the. The big like tank with the yellow eighteen van. It was 18. from the eighteen. Was it really? It really was. Yeah. And uh, they're on it, holding like you know the, the 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 guns, and Robert's got like the big giant shades on, and uh, you know just the he's got he, 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 they're holding a Bible <laughs> is the other thing. You know, Oz has you know <laughs> smoke machine, smoke machine smoke in machine. there as well. Yeah. And how, how you, much time have all of us looked at that cover? I know because yeah, it's so cool. Else. And then on the back, Robert Sweet, he's holding a samurai sword. Oh, that I love those <laughs> that picture. And if Rich remembers in the first Fozzie photo session, what am I holding in my picture? A samurai sword. <laughs> and this, yeah. There was a cool Soldiers Under Command shirt with samurai swords on it. Too, I had I it. Yeah. I had that shirt. Uh, and then, of course, going up against the, uh, the To Hell with the Devil, which the cover that we got was a black cover was just the striper logo a cool mm-hmm. striper logo with a triangle on it but then you hear rumors about this original cover which is four angels pulling a guy out of hell uh and the guy is screaming um, i think they're actually shoving him down to hell right yeah. no, they're t- no they're, i think oh is that the de- no it it's seems the like devil no yeah, they're a- they're sending the devil to hell no it's a rocker he's wearing jeans they're trying to pull him out of hell <laughs> oh i always Come thought on, it the was devil the has devil fashion sense do the devil <laughs> wear the ramones <laughs> does the devil wear jeans he does, he could. Yeah, he does. He's, got a, he's got a pair of unlucky what's the on? general consensus are they pulling him down to hell or trying to get him out i think he's getting pulled down because those angels really do resemble guys in a band that's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. So, I, think yeah. That, I think it's the four members of Striper sending the devil to wow. hell. Yeah, I never realized that. I always thought they're oh. trying to pull him up, but he's got chains around him, and it looks like they're trying to pull him down. <laughs> and he's holding a guitar. Yeah. As well. I think. Yeah. I think they would have changed the name of the album to "Get Out of There." <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Howard? When you left the devil, you know you should have changed it to, to "Hell with the Devil." You know. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> so um <laughs> so what cover are we going with richard which one do you like better soldiers or, or the, the original to hell um i'm gonna say the original to hell i just love the artwork i love 80s you know type metal artwork and i actually i love the you know I'm sure you you guys all know because you're big Striper fans, but the reason they had to change the cover is because there was a pentagram on the original To Hell with the Devil cover, and a lot of Christian stores didn't want an album with a pentagram on it. Yeah, the Christian mm -hmm. record yeah. stores wouldn't carry it. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. But I even, I love the, the simple second cover with the logo To Hell with the Devil in black because that was what I got on cassette. And I even, I was telling Howard earlier, I remember in, in in the 80s the to hell with the devil cassette smelled so good. Like I <laughs> there was like a chemical factory smell that some cassettes had and it smelled so freaking good. But I'm going to choose the to hell with the devil. And cover. the cool thing with with the uh, uh, other cover that you mentioned um when I caught a Bible at the Striper show, that's they had a sticker oh, of that you on the Bible. One. Yeah, I was and, too far away. Yeah, I caught one, and there's also a Bible quote, Revelations twenty two ten. Yeah, uh, underneath to hell with the devil. Of course, matching the Isaiah fifty three point five, which is by his stripes we are healed. And in all my bands in high school, I always picked a Bible quote and stuck it underneath. <laughs> and my friends were like, get rid of that quote i'm like no dude it's cool scimitar you know uh, galatians 415 that says by his sword or whatever it was I'm like dude that's terrible get rid of it like it's not easy to be in a christian uh be a christian in a heavy metal band when the other guys ha hate striper so uh rich who's your favorite i'm gonna go with richard on this and go with the to hell with the devil and i'm with you because i discovered the original one first i didn't know there was an alternative cover that you know that had been replaced so uh, for sentimental reasons, I, I love that one as well. Mm -hmm. I'll take both, just because I'm not into the uh, I'm not into the all terrain vehicle thing. Like it, <laughs> to me, to me, the other one actually stands the test of time. Or all terrain vehicle, as much as it may have been cool at the time for me, it didn't age well. Yeah, it makes a lot of yeah, lists yeah. of album covers from the '80s that people are kind of you know. Oh really? If well, like I've just seen on the internet. I mean, I love it. I love the Soldiers cover, but. You know, people that aren't metalheads. Uh, I don't. Looks think a little like really, a, yeah. yeah, heavy metal stock. Howard. Okay, my question is on on uh, soldiers with the van. It's since it's the A team's van. Who in Striper was B.A. Baracus? That's definitely Oz. Oz. Definitely Oz. He looks a little bit like he's got a little bit of uh, uh, African-American in him. Right? Race card pull. Yeah, he, yeah, he pities the fool. More importantly, who was the one that got them the 18 van? Yeah. I mean, it's 1985. Who made that happen? The 18 is in demand it. in 1985. You Seriously. walk over to the, to the set and drive it away. Maybe it was Darren Hinton. I think it, I, that that's a good point. It might have been. But I know I've heard that that's the a, a, a van from the A-Team show. Uh, uh, well, I, tr I trust your research. <laughs> I, this I do. And I, I, uh, I discovered Striper with soldiers, but gotta go with To Hell with the Devil for the cover. And I do have the cassette with with the angels pulling the demon I into hell. I have that now as well. I, I have, I have the original. It, like I the, got it. Yeah, I got it when it came out and got lucky. Because the vinyl is not super hard to find of the original cover, but I, I don't think I've ever seen the cassette yep. with the original cover. Yeah, I... I I got lucky. They, they, some of them did get released. Yeah, because yeah, that was always the thing. Like, if you could find that, mm -hmm. um, you know, the actual original cover, you were, you know, super special. Uh, I'm gonna be uh, the, the the to hell with the devil's advocate here, and <laughs> I'm gonna say that I'm gonna go with the original Soldiers Under Command. 
uh, just because it was the first Striper album that I saw going to a record store back in the day when you didn't know what to look for. And I remember just saying, like, do you have any Striper? And of course, with a confused glance, the guy was like, who? And then they kind of bring it from the back. And it is uh, this cover with Robert Sweet. To me, Robert Sweet was always my guy. Now, obviously, Mike Michael is a very good friend of mine, and we all know he's the leader of the band and kind of the 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 you know, mind and brain behind it. But to, to me, it was always Robert at the time that looked super cool. And the uh, you know the, the back with the the samurai swords, I thought was pretty damn good yeah, as well. So yeah. I'm just looking up the quote here, just so we can read it. Uh, Revelation 20:10, and it is, and the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are, and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever. So Heaven. that might answer the question about it. You know, are they throwing the devil into hell on the cover? I You're right. So. They're throwing yeah. him into. Yeah, they're the not hill. pulling a well denimed fellow out of <laughs> out of the brimstone. <laughs> well, and once again, hey like, guy, don't fall in there. We'll grab you. <laughs> that's why I love these things. Is that we're literally 32 years later, and for the first time ever, I'm realizing what the cover really is. Let's go to the battle, the tale of the tape. The uh, song by song debate. Uh, we we start off with Soldiers Under Command, written by Michael Sweet and Robert Sweet, uh, versus To Hell with the Devil, also written by Michael Sweet and Robert Sweet. And I think that basically means that Robert came up with the song title. <laughs> I think he did come up with To Hell with the Devil. The I mean, I think he, he came up with. Speaking of which, didn't he come up with the title of the new The new one. Goddamn yeah. Evil? Yeah. Yeah. That was him. Mucho props. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there that, we go. When that album title was released, I sent it to all three of you guys. And it was just like, this is great. Loved it. Yeah. Because if you remember back at the time in 86, To Hell with the Devil was a controversial mm -hmm. album. Like, it was like really in your face. Yeah. You know, like, uh, it, it was like, oh my gosh. Like, and people could have seen it two ways, just like the new album cover. It's like, or title. You know, back then, mm -hmm. people, you know, if you just saw it and didn't know they were a Christian band, you could have thought, are they saying they're you know that we're going everybody to hell with should the devil? go there yeah. Or, yeah. or to hell with the devil? Good you know, point. Get down there. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, uh, and same with the new one. I know there's controversy with the new title, but it's great. Yeah, I like it. It shows it shows yeah. they're still in the game uh, for the right reasons to piss off people in a lot of ways because Striper was very polarizing. And Rich and I will oh, say yeah. this: if, if if there isn't people that don't like your band, you're doing something wrong. Every great band has people that go, Metallica sucks, man. They were they were Absolutely. shit ever since Cliff Burton died or whatever, you know? But Yeah, and I have friends like that we've talked about. You know, Striper were real rebels in the 80s. You know, there were a lot of bands that were evil, and, and they were one of the rare bands that, that came out as, you know, saying they were Christian, and, and that was a kind of a rebellious thing well, yeah, and we in talked, the 80s. We saw Eric Lufkglass this morning at Sirius, and I've said before that, that Michael Sweet and Oz Fox are one of the best tandem guitar players for solos. Yep. Like, we're talking like... And they're like, oh, well, Priest. Priest doesn't do dual solos. They do harmony solos. Maiden does harmony solos. Striper does these really fast kind of almost mm -hmm. Halloween types. Mm -hmm. of, what do you think about that as a guitar player, Rich? Yeah, well, I actually wrote a bunch about that. And and also, they uh, when you listen to their playing, they're not derivative of like what else was going on. It wasn't like 
they were like because Christian bands were were fairly guilty of like sounding like a version of something else that was going on. <laughs> oh so, yeah, we went down that rabbit yeah, hole. <laughs> so, so you you know they they weren't like they didn't sound like George Lynch or Malmsteen or Eddie Van Halen. They had like unique style, like the, the way that their phrasing and their note note choices and stuff. They were pretty unique players. So when you heard their solos, you're like, that's them, and that's like the the sign of a great guitar player. Anytime someone tells me, oh, this guy's great, it's like, well. It's like Bon Scott's voice. I, you can tell me all day long that he's technically he's not great. As soon as he starts singing, you know it's him. And to me, that's like one of the greatest signs of a player is they have a thumbprint. And and both Michael and Oz have a real thumbprint to their playing. Now, Oz does some of that kind of Brad Gillis tremolo stuff, which is a little derivative of Brad, but he made it his own. And it, when he does it, it sounds like him. So I don't, you know, and again, and to, to piggyback on what, what Richard was saying is that it, it doesn't take any guts to stand in line behind the huge long line of sheep that were all doing what everybody else was doing. So you can say all you want to, oh, they were, they look, you know, like a bunch of girls or they, th their music wasn't as aggressive as whatever. It's like, listen, they had more guts than the rest of you. You, all the rest of you were standing in the long line, all wanting to be the same thing and drinking from the same trough. At least these guys had the guts to say, ah, oh, we'll try something else. Yeah. This is what we believe. This is what we're going to do. And we're not really going to bend to make sure that we somehow fit into whatever is, is popular at the time. And, and that's attractive. It doesn't yep. matter if you're a rock fan or if you're a, a chick or a dude looking for a mate. People like people who are, are self uh, fully realized with persons yeah. that, who is not afraid to just say, you know. Yeah. And you may not agree with what they had to say. You could you cannot deny those dudes know how to play their instruments. That's yeah. And anybody that ever had any shit to talk about Striper, I would always just put on the rock that makes me roll. Yeah. Oh, come yeah. on. Listen to this riff. Listen to this soul. Yeah. Listen mm -hmm. to him singing. Michael yep. Sweet, once again, you hear Michael Sweet singing to this day. Nobody sounds like him. I mean, Little Boston, Little Sticks, but he has that power. Yeah, and I, just all lungs. Little yeah. Boston, Little Sticks, all lungs. Yeah. That yeah, man. That's right. He's that man's I, voice is, is otherworldly. If I have friends that ever try to lump Striper in with like poison or something, I'll play him more than a man. I'm like, oh, listen yeah. to more on. than a man. Especially, I'm talking to you, Brian Slagle. <laughs> Slagle and Scotty and too, all those snobs like Striper sucks. It's like you guys have no idea. No, more than a man, they have so many great super heavy songs. Yeah, yep. absolutely. That sets them apart from you know a lot of bands that that weren't you know like and I know Poison has its fans and I like some of their songs too. But you can't lump Striper in with like Poison and bands no, like that. You're exactly right, and they were they were a perfect balance, and it's such a hard thing to do where you can marry. Uh, aggressive riffing, really great musicianship, but really great melodic vocals. I mean, yeah. you know, it was back then. It was an either or. You were either Journey and Kansas and Sticks, where you were like had these great melodic stuff, but you weren't that heavy. And then on the other side, you had the heavy bands who didn't really have those Brad Delp or Steve Perry kind of vocal passages. And Michael was able to really yeah. walk that, and it's yeah. a, it's a really delicate balance that he was able to really do well. And he says that uh, his biggest influences were Van Halen and Judas Priest and that comes in their music like you mentioned like mm. White Cross sounded like Rat Baron Cross had some Iron Maiden yep. the Guardian was like Dawkin or whatever it was um, but Striper did sound like yeah. a real Striper. cross of Priest and Van Halen but a completely original thing as well yeah. mm -hmm. so let's go to the, to the battle like I said it's to hell with the devil 
versus soldiers under command? Well, for me, solely going on, uh, like Rich was talking about, the guitar solo and To Hell with the Devil is one of my all-time favorite guitar solos. And the way that it ends into the final chorus to me is just like even nowadays when i'm running and listening to that song i have to jump up in the air to to and land my feet on when it goes right into the last chorus it is so heavy that solo into the final chorus and i love soldiers under command it's got a killer solo as well um but also robert's drums on to hell with the devil the do 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 just uh, it's so powerful. He's and a big influence on you as a drummer. Massive. As well. yeah. The the single biggest influence on my drumming is Robert Sweet, mm -hmm. and so I have to go with the song "To Hell with the Devil." Howard, gotta agree. Uh, even though Soldiers, that whole album that was my first introduction. I gotta go with "To Hell with the Devil." The solo, just the trade off, and that note at the end. Just <laughs> come on, it's like. Even if you believe in the devil, you're just kind of like, eh, he had it coming. <laughs> that note, that note's awesome. <laughs> the, the things, and that, that's the um, that's the number of the beast note. That's the uh, Mike Reno turn me loose note. Everybody is waiting. You can yeah. you can cheat on some of the other songs, but when that part comes, you have to nail it. Yeah. And from yeah. what I recall, he nailed it. Uh, at, yeah, at the show we went to. That's yeah. one of the, oh, yeah. That's one of the points that he picks. Like I'm, I might be having a shit night, but I'm still going to nail that note. I have to because everybody's waiting to hear it. Absolutely. And there's another part of it. Uh, there's a better way. Super yeah. high in that yeah. part. Too. Yeah. Rich, I'm going soldiers, mm -hmm. uh, and I'm going soldiers because it was my introduction to them, and also I liked it because it was a mission statement song. Uh, uh, we are the soldiers under God's command. We hold his two-edged sword within our hand. And I just thought, like, it, out the gate, it was like, first of all, like, they love Jesus, and apparently God has a sword. Like, <laughs> just, just like Roberts. Yeah. yeah, like, so I'm like, oh, I had no idea. He has a sword, which already makes him so much more metal than Bon Jovi or Aunt Rat. <laughs> and, and, like, again, and I was going to say this, like, it was interesting. Um, like I know these records, like I grew up with them. I listened to them from time to time, but it's been a long time since I have like a critical ear. I just sat down and listened uh, as a fan, but also as a put on your musician producer's hat. Um, Soldiers is a much looser album than To Hell with the Devil. Yeah. The guitar playing is not as tight. The doubling on the guitar playing really? is, is looser. Uh, like if you listen to the on the intro of Soldiers, some of those stabs are not super tight. Yeah. I actually kind of dig that because in the world that we live in now where everything, you know, Perfect. everything is recorded on the grid and everything is, uh, for those who don't, the grid is basically is a, is a virtual click track where a lot of times when you're recording records now, you're not just listening to it, you're looking at the notes, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so it was kind of nice to hear a, a rock album, a heavy rock album played by people that was kind of flawed. Like when I listen to Doobie Brothers records, I mean, there, and even great Toto and Steely Dance, and there's flaws on those albums, but it's humans playing music. And yeah. so I was really enjoying that. Whereas I felt like To Hell With The Devil was a real step up in production. Yes. The band was tighter. It sounded better. It was more bass guitar in the mix. It was more low end. All of a sudden, the album started to sound where Soldiers felt like a, a kind of a, I know it wasn't their debut album, but but like it, a felt debut like, album. Yeah. it felt mm -hmm. like a debut album where it was a little looser. So for me, 
Um, I was into it. And the other thing was, is that I, my first thought of listening to Michael's voice on that was like, he kind of sounds like Dennis DeYoung, except for Dennis DeYoung's younger brother that has a Camaro that could still kick your ass. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and I like that because I was a big Sticks fan too. So because I love that era of music, Sometimes it just takes when you're a 12 or 13 year old kid, it just says, this reminds me of this, but way cooler. Mm. And so, yeah, for me, I go soldiers. I hate to go because I do love to hell with the devil. Such a great song, but I love it a lot. Like I said, for the mission statement mm. right out of the gate. It's, it's a great declarative statement of who we are as a band. And uh, we have arrived. Love yeah, well, that. Our and music's this. awesome, and we're going to get you with some outdated weaponry. <laughs> like, <laughs> Check out our what, van. What's with swords? It's great. <laughs> and in the, in the soldiers' video, you see them in the studio, and they're all... Yeah. Are surrounding a mic singing the harmonies. Uh, so, uh, yeah. so, so you're right, Rich, about them. They did. It looks it appears you know from the video that they did all the harmonies live together rather than each you know separate guy doing it. Like I think well, a lot of people would do a lot now. More like that back then because you wouldn't really be separating the tracks on harmonies. And it know? depended mm -hmm. on your producer too, right? I yeah. mean, it, you like know, Wagner. Maybe that's how he does it. You know. And it could have been just the guys, you know, we all, when we first make our first records, we've all made these, you know, we don't really know. We're, we kind of come into this thing. We have this, we have this uh, kind of fantasy of what it's going yeah, to be yeah, like. Yeah, and then yeah. the reality of the engineer and the producer, and he's assessing, is this band able to play together? Do we need yeah. to cut basic tracks and then go back and redo overdubs? Or can this band play together? And maybe Striper being a band that kind of came up together, maybe that Wagner just saw them as a band. Let's try to cut this thing live. Let's give some energy, you know, mm -hmm. because their favorite band was Van Halen. We know Van Halen was cutting records live like that. I mean, we know there were overdubs. I'm not saying yeah. there wasn't, yeah, yeah, but you can feel there was a live element. Yeah. I'm going to go with uh, Soldiers as well, uh, basically because of the riff. I love, I mean, I love Hell the Devil, but that's more of a whereas that's a hard riff to play. Yeah. And um uh great high part in that song too at the very yeah, Oh yeah, that's yeah. not you know, um, high spot yeah. last note on that one too. Yeah, that's not too. it's that's not right. lost on me. That's uh, not lost. And a, and a great solo too, one of those double solos that we talk about. Although there's a great yeah. double solo in, in to hell as well. But I'll I'll take soldiers. Um, specifically because of that opening riff and the fact there's a gong. Oh the, yeah, <laughs> that's a loss. We should put a gong on our next Fozzie record, Rich. Stuff. I, I actually have it in my notes: killer last scream and a gong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can tell we're in a band together. <laughs> that just to just to put the exclamation point on the end. Gong. gong. Calling on you versus makes me want to sing. Um, wow. That's a tough one as well. I'm going to stick with Makes Me Want to Sing because I always love that chorus um, uh, of J Jesus just in your face, Makes Me Want to Sing. And that riff is the exact same riff as Running Wild by Judas Priest and The Wicker Man by Iron Maiden. Yeah, like I said, um, hmm. still remember that McLean Stevenson bouncing ball thing every time yep. I see it. Uh, not so cool when they did it live in Japan when Michael uh, had no guitar and his ball bag is very prominent <laughs> in the black spandex that he's wearing. <laughs> but but uh, you know, was, Michael's laughing right now. I know, right? Well, we've talked about it before. He says that his kids are very embarrassed by it. My thing was, I, I didn't understand sometimes why he put the guitar down. I always liked 
him with the guitar. You know, yeah. it just seemed it seemed kind of weird that some songs he just randomly didn't have a guitar. Which of course you wouldn't know that on the record, but live, I think even like maybe even on was it on the way that he he, he did that on the Hell with the Devil tour that we saw. I think, I think there's a song so. yeah. have a guitar because that's know? a hard song to sing. So it is, but I mean, he sings a lot of stuff. He's yeah. obviously a great, yeah. you know, at, at singing both. But yeah, I'm taking makes me want to sing. What do you think, Rich? Okay, so makes me want to sing. Uh, we're gonna rock and have a good time. All right, <laughs> entry line. Classic I'm like, line. All right, I'm interested. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got my attention. Keep talking. <laughs> Keep going. Um, I love the song. Uh, you know my you know my teenage self loved the song which one I, makes you want to sing yes but i have to say that i'm i'm gonna pick calling on you and the reason i'm going to is because this was the song that made striper like more of a household name like they became mtv darlings and it raised the profile it was a hit for them so as a striper fan i go with the song because you always want to see one of your favorite bands do well and this was the slingshot into them moving from clubs where i had seen them the year before into big theaters and small arenas so uh i'm gonna go with that and it's a great song and you know it, again you can always pick on the god it whatever you want to about both songs have because it, it came up in an era where you can't judge things by today's standards, mm -hmm. right? You have to put yourself in the mindset of that era was just, was just, just different. And, uh, and so even though some of the lyrics, like I said, we're going to rock and have a good time. If any band said that today, be like, Nope. Next song, <laughs> yeah. click it over. But yeah. back then it was about rocking and having a good time. And, and, and so yeah, uh, calling on you all the way. Rich. Richard. All right. So I promise I'm not going to pick every song from To Hell with the Devil, <laughs> but I have to go with Calling on You solely because that is the song that introduced me to Striper. Told us about, yeah. yeah, I was 13 years old. I saw it on MTV. Uh, the final chorus, Calling on You. It's like, is there a catchier part to a song ever? Um, so, no. Yeah, and the drums. Oh, oh man. Yeah, the. I didn't like. It's. I took a year or two trying to figure out: is Robert playing double bass there, or with one kick drum on the? And it really helped me become a better drummer because I only had a single bass drum. So playing, calling on you, and that little drum fill, and the fills all through that song, it helped me as a drummer. So I got to pick, and I love makes me want to sing. I mean, that's a amazing song, but I got to pick calling on you. Yeah, uh, makes me want to sing. Introduction, the video, it's great, but I mean, I can talk about both, but just the music drops, you hear that last calling on you. Money. Yeah. With the calling on studio you. verb on it. Yeah. Oh, oh, so sweet. And the man. video was so cool with the huge Striper logo. Yep. Big sound stage. Yep. Big sound yeah. stage. The big germs. Money. Yeah. With the new triangle logo that we said that's on the cover of the album. Yep. You can see that on the ground. Yeah. Yep. Great, great Money. stuff. Was the stage slanted slightly? I think it was slanted so that you could see the logo kind yeah. of. It was like a, the logo kind of went down like a semicircle sort of thing, I think. But I think, didn't they? If they didn't have Photoshop back then, but the Isaiah 53 5, that was like, I think, was was put in later. Or I something. agree. It's like it's like someone went, like, Hey, we forgot something on the logo. Yeah. I was like, oh, shit. Uh, we'll just put it in post. We'll, we'll do it in animation. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like the flames from the tracks of the DeLorean. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the same animation from 85. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Good call on that. Um, this one, uh, a little bit easier for me. Together Forever, 
versus free. What do you think, Howard? <sighs> Got to go with free. Just that's a, it starts with a nice solo and then just the just the verse has got chunk man it's just yeah free free all day um i'm gonna take free as well that opening guitar solo part is great amazing uh drum fill yeah. at the beginning i mean i yeah. i'm very much a novice on drums i'm not doing it right but every time i sit down at a drum set i always go that and like i said it's not right but to me it's perfect you know uh great chorus and then once again another great video which i believe they had we didn't get mtv in canada but they had two songs on call mtv i think at the same time from what i remember on dial mtv I yeah think I think you and uh, free and yeah. free and that video yeah. was cool in the theater alive then mm-hmm. there's some hot chicks in the crowd, so there's like that's that's always good for the, for the metal guys at the time. Uh, and together forever, it's a pretty good album track. But Striper sometimes wrote lyrics like you mentioned. We're gonna rock and have a good time, but even, like come on, all you girls and all you guys, like that was to me was like you're kind of straying Stomp on the your hands and clap, clap your, your feet. feet. It's getting to the part of like I enjoy a good chunk of cheese, but that's falling a little <laughs> bit too much against my you know maiden. Uh, you know, well, and it had the do wop wop too, yeah, which do, I love. Yeah, I yeah. thought, the, I thought, wow, that's pretty ballsy to put a do wop wop in a metal song. I actually loved it. <laughs> and that also has a, a little acapella yeah, beginning too. Like, Together, <laughs> forever. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like I said, it's it's a good song on the record, but it doesn't hold up to the to the hit single of Free. True. What do you think, Rich? For me, I mean, Free changed my life. When I saw that video, I, I'm going to cry Rich's right now. life changed a lot of times. Oh, it did, yeah. But really, for music, for me, seeing the video for Free changed my freaking life. Just the the fact that it, the crowd looked so cool. The theater they were yeah. in looked so cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the intro with Robert playing his drum set with the chains and that the cymbals. Awesome. Best I was drum just, set. Oh, best drum set ever. And uh and the solo Michael playing the solo. It's just the greatest solo. So when I saw that video, I was I was hooked. I I bought the cassette right away. And so I, I have to pick free. I know? mean, really, that's my favorite song of all time. Really? Of all I time. I think so. I think of all time. If I had to pick one, uh, it's free. Do you uh, remember, that's bold. Do you remember where that video was shot? Uh, Washington. So I think Seattle, Washington, if I remember correctly. <laughs> the Corazon Theater on 1522 8th Street. You it's asked in that the end, for the end. sole reason of he knew it. <laughs> it's in the in the beginning video they uh, show that theater. With uh, Jojo the Fish Boy? Yeah, you? yeah, Jojo oh, Anthony. Jojo. So there's, the, Rich, uh, did you ever see the in, in the beginning video that started putting a whole Of course. Yeah. So remember when Oz goes fishing? Yeah, of course. And I always remember, like I said, extra bonus track, fishing. fishing. And it was just Oz and the acoustic, and I was so let down. But <laughs> So he goes fishing with his friend. And what's his friend's name? Jojo Anthony. We go to the Hell with the Devil tour after we go backstage. And did you ask him about Jojo? Did you ask I Oz? Did. I did. This was their uh, 30th anniversary to Hell with the Devil tour, and I was I think what I said to Oz Fox, I was like, do you still hang out with Jojo Anthony? And I don't think anybody had asked Oz that in 30 years. And, he's, and I think he just kind of didn't know what Jojo's been up to. So if you're listening, Jojo, we're thinking about you. Shout out to Jojo Anthony. Shout out. And the fish. They never caught any fish that no, day. No, they got it at the grocery store, though. Rich, what do you think? Free all the way. Great song. And I love it modulates at the at after the guitar solo. Mm-hmm. There's the modulation. Oh yeah. And then the big fat harmonies at the end of that song. Oh, all yeah. freaking sweet verbed out. It was great. And I'm with you on Together Forever. 
Uh, actually, I love the doo-wop. I think that's one of the better parts of the song. My problem with the song is it it's a little bit... Uh, Striper occasionally would wander into kind of blues rock land where they would do that, but they never had the right approach musically or like tonally. So all, all of a sudden we had these really cool metal guitar sounds and metal players like kind of playing white guy blue versions of blues riffs and it never worked for me like with them like and a lot of bands would do that rat yeah. would try to do it it's like like you know what i mean so for me free is a perfect song great call it's the army is at the end of that uh, of free as well yeah oh like, that so gives me good. chills it, it's like they day. it's like they pulled a queen and packed it on from like four tracks of harmony to like 12 tracks of harmony just yeah. like right in your face you know yeah. this is a good one uh then we get to ballad territory oh. of honestly versus first love who wants to tackle that one first richard what do you think uh i have to go honestly i mean first love is a heavy ballad it's a really cool song and and that's one that michael even in interviews still talks about how great of a song that is and i know it's a fan favorite uh but honestly for me it's one of those songs too that when it came out on mtv they had two versions for mtv they had a version with all the family foot, the one that's on the, in the beginning with, uh, you know, they're showing all their families. And and from what I remember, MTV said it was too sentimental. like the, <laughs> Too schmaltzy. Too, yeah. And so <laughs> there was a different video on MTV at the time. It was all live. The airport or something? Yeah. That, was that the first version? That was the first Where version. Robert's suitcase comes. Yeah, it comes open. Yeah. And they show their passports and all that. Uh, but I remember MTV had a version that was only live footage from London. But that was another one I called every day on Dial MTV to request honestly. I remember that was a big one in 87, in fall of 87. Uh, on radio stations on Friday nights, you could call and, re and send a, you know, do a dedication to your girlfriend or your wife on the radio. And Strong. I would listen. I was only 13 at the time, so I didn't have a girlfriend or a wife, and I wouldn't for a very long time. But I would listen. Either. To, yeah. I would listen just to wait to hear guys call in to dedicate honestly to their girlfriends. What was your area code when you were a kid? Uh, was it 10036, I think. So one, or no area code yeah. or zip code no, area code 316 so they're like the call mtv down to you guys like i don't know what's going on we got this 316 guy calling for the 500th time tonight who is this guy <laughs> you're on watch lists <laughs> what do you think rich i'm going first love mm -hmm. uh and the reason i am is i i, I mean intellectually i know that uh honestly was a massive hit probably second only to faithfully as first dance songs at oh, weddings yeah. you know like the song you dedicate to your wife that you do your right. like i mean yeah. it was a massive massive song but the reason i love first love is that it is like a heavy metal ballad that could have been on diary of a madman like it it, it had randy Rhodes style kind of classical guitar approach to it it actually, to me, kind of has a little bit in common with like not not st stylistically. It's not like it's a, a derivative of, but it has that kind of you can't kill rock and roll yeah, yeah, yeah. vibe about it. And I really like that song. And uh, Michael's vocal delivery uh, is just unbelievable. I mean, it's haunting. You know, like it, it's whereas honestly, it's a great love song. First love, like I believe every word that's coming out of his mouth. It's like it, it's it's yeah. I think it's a perfect song. For, for musicians and as people who love ballads. I mean, it, it ticks every box. I love it. I'm going to go with First Love as well. Um, there's something that you might not realize. First Love is five minutes and 43 seconds 
on that record. That's a long song. And I'm glad you brought that up because let's get this. Those dudes can write some long songs. (laughs) Absolutely. And you don't realize it. There's two two songs, uh, actually three songs, four songs, Five songs on uh, on soldiers that are five minutes or older. Over. Can you hum yep. the guitar solo? Oh, I mean, come on, fellas. I first first off starts very slowly, and I remember like all of these rockers on soldiers. It's soldiers. It makes me want to sing. It's terrible. And then this really strange, like it's like I said, it's the it's the it's the I don't want to say schmaltzy, but it's the other side of striper. And I never got into the song until I got live in Japan. And during that solo, Robert is doing tricks upon tricks. If you mm-hmm. watch it, he's in the background as I do a solo. And he's, I think, probably just amusing himself. He's doing this thing and the he puts spinning. puts stick behind like his back. One. Yeah. Like he's the visual timekeeper, which I know Rich loves. <laughs> yeah. But he was really visually timekeeping that song. And as I get older, I just, like, like you said, that's a perfect, it's a you can't kill rock and roll style ballad and it's haunting uh honestly is about the beginning of a love affair uh or the good times first love is the end uh there is no love like your first love like it's gone that's the way i always took it yeah and and to me like i said honestly i like watching it live but on the record it's just too it's just too schmaltzy for me i never got into honestly um and i know it's a huge hit but it just it just went past me for what i like about striper so uh, i'm taking first love all right Honestly, for me, it's like the first dance at a wedding. First love. All I got to say is, uh, uh, before uh, I'm singing in my head, yeah, true love will never leave you. Ooh, ah, ooh, ah. Yeah. That, yes. that note, yes. first love, done. done. Called in vain. Done. Yeah. Done. Every other song on the album, nothing compares. That That is the best note on the album. Wow, that's an amazing moment. I'm, yeah, I'm best yeah. note on the album. Yeah, yeah, and, and that's why I like I like going back and listening to these records before and because I kind of forgot how great First Love is, and underrated even among Striper fans. They never play it live. Uh, they not should. That I can I would, yeah, that. I mean, I awesome. yeah, get on that, Michael. That. If you're listening, We're get on that. Come see you guys uh, when you play. Maybe even here. Yeah, I'm, I'll whatever. be here. <laughs> yeah, Rich will be here. Yeah. We want to see First there, Love. There's there's a good chance a meeting will happen. So uh. <laughs> and can I just I I I, I kind of cracked the door to that, and I should have probably prefaced it up front. I think it's probably part of Striper's success too. Is that you believe that what every word that came out of Michael's mouth yeah. he believed yeah it wasn't yeah. a performance for him he wasn't playing a character this was like like you felt this was real he really connected with these lyrics and you really felt like this like in other words like there have been other christian rock bands who i felt like i was being performed for whereas i feel like michael is is a great representative of not just heavy metal but for the for the faith i mean he yeah, he, he really was able to marry those things yeah, yeah. He, yeah. he it's you felt it being, yeah. being a great singer is being an actor, a performer, and the believability of it. Now it's uh, the way versus the rock that makes me roll. Uh, you, want to, you want to start with that, Rich? The rock that makes me roll, zero. I can't even consider any other options. That, <laughs> like, every time I see Striper and they play it, I literally just want to go insane crazy. It's my second favorite Striper song of all time. That opening riff. It is to discourage the haters. Like you said, 
really? You don't think they can pull? You know, like you don't yeah, like check this out. It is and because it's not just that it's technical. It's just a brilliant riff. It's something that any of the if if Eddie or Randy or any of the great guitar players of that era had written, you would say, boom, boom, amazing. And it has it has everything right. Great melodies, great lyrics, uh, and uh, how about that? Stand up and fight for what you believe in. Like, oh yes, um, you know the fight. Oh, and then it, uh, uh, how about rock and roll, rock and roll, that high note, and then the breakdown. Like oh, like it's got the little. I mean, it it is a like I said. I I had to the the list of notes I took for that song because I literally just acted. I could be a one man performance of just me telling how much I love the song. Yeah. What is your? You said it's your second favorite. What's your favorite? Is it coming up? Yeah. Save it. That this is my favorite Striper song. This is my go to. Like, what is Striper to me? Like, like. Like Power Slave for Iron Maiden or Master of Puppets for Metallica, Rock That Makes Me Roll is the is the quintessential striper song. And when I mentioned, you know, the not really caring for honesty, this is the reason why, because this is the side that I love. That that riff is angry, it's pissed off, it uh it kicks your ass, and the drums coming in, great, great solo, and the end solo as well. The harmony solo is crazy. That's what I'm talking about. That, I want that's why I said this morning to, to Brent to Brent yeah. and Love Glass. It's like I didn't mm-hmm. say they're the best guitar duo. I said they play the best stud dual solos. That's a great example of it. That end yeah. solo rock that makes you roll. Great singing. Um I just I love, love, love this song. Um and uh and like I said, the way Oz wrote it. Um, love that song. Great, great song. song. Yeah. Great yeah. solo it. in it. Killer. You know, he did a great job. It's one of the rare appearances of an Oz Fox song on a Striper record. Crazy scream at the end of the way, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Michael yeah. still yeah. does live. Yeah. He let... that one. Uh, Oz's next song that he wrote didn't uh, turn out as well. Come to the Everlife. Come to the Everlife. Yeah. <laughs> but um, the way, uh, great tune. It's a perfect uh, side closer for To Hell with the Devil. Um, but like I said, nothing, no, no other Striper song would beat the rock that makes me roll in this battle. Yeah. Howard? Yeah, I mean, what else can I add to what you guys have said here? The rock makes me roll. That's That song is just fun. It's yeah. just all day fun. I, yeah, if you, you, you don't have to like Christian metal to love that song. It's just, it's just good. That, yeah. And it's great opener too. I know that rock and roll is strong. But God's the rock that, that makes, makes me roll. Nice Don't need no drugs to help us push. No, we've got his power in our soul. Like that, those are like sometimes Michael's lyrics were, like I said, boys and girls. That lyric is powerful, yeah. well written. I think I almost, I, I have a f- feeling what you're going to say, Richard. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> what's, what, what are you, what's your choice? I'm you going with the, the Soldiers album on this one. I rock oh, that makes me roll. Oh, yeah, I yeah. have to. I love the way I love, uh, you know, Oz's riffs that he wrote for that song are amazing. Uh, Michael screams. The drums are great. But the rock that makes me roll, that gallop, that double bass gallop, that's it. That kind of taught me that double bass, almost like uh, the Four Horsemen by Metallica. That kind of I love that triplet gallop that that song has. And just the way the drums start out. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's just perfect. Robert's most furious performance. Yeah, he's so brutal and heavy in that song. 
And uh, like we said, if anybody ever lumps in Striper with Pretty Boy Floyd, say, okay, here's the rock that makes me roll. Tell me how you can put Striper in the same category as a lot of the, uh, you know, so-called hair bands of the 80s. They were beyond that, and they were they were they were more of a power metal band a lot of the time. Priest yeah. was one yeah. of their big influences. Yeah. It's a very Priest power metal riff. It's a Halloween totally. type of riff. You totally. Know? That triplet on the kick drum thing. There weren't a lot of bands doing that. No. Yeah, that helped me learn double bass. So thank you, Robert. Side two, Reach Out, written by Michael Sweet and Robert Sweet, versus the sing-along song. Richard, you want to take that one? Sure. Now, this is a really tough one for me because years ago I had the honor of uh, Michael calling me out from the crowd, Michael Sweet, saying, Richard, get up here and uh, you want to do a song with us? And it caught me total off guard, totally off guard. It was a friend of mine's birthday that day, so I was three sheets to the wind. <laughs> and uh, but luckily, I've been playing, you know, practicing to striper songs on the drums since I was thirteen years old. So I played, got to play sing along song here in New York City with striper. That's great, which was incredible. Did you know it? It's like no rehearsal, obviously. No, you nothing. Just, I didn't know until knew. literally Michael asked me in the crowd, "Hey, you want to come up and, and play sing along?" Like, well, Richard's song? like the biggest striper fan ever. He's got to know this. one. He just assumed I knew, and luckily I did. That's amazing. Uh, but that being said, I. I have to choose reach out i mean just the beginning it's so melodic and catchy the beginning with the vocals the huge chorus right into the song uh the dual guitar solos That's like we talked one. about is amazing and it's a long song which is great that like I get so frustrated sometimes when a song I love is too short. It's like I want to keep, I want yeah. to keep going, and reach out goes on for a while. So I have to, cho I have to choose reach out. Yeah, that's another perfect example of of a great guitar solo duo. That that, that I even mentioned that one. It's the rock to mix one. I said reach out when Bro's like I believe it's the belonging to you. I was like shut up, dude, <laughs> just go away. Don't. I'm give glad me your... you came along because before you were there, I had to argue with these yeah, two guys about how great Judas Michael Priest. and Oz Listen, were. we love Tipton and Downey, but it's not the same thing yeah it's completely different thing you know uh, they, they do trade-off souls i agree they're not taught we're not talking trade-off souls we're talking doubling a very hard intricate uh lots of picking solos so mm -hmm. uh, i'm gonna take reach out as well sing along song um i'm a guy who's very much um i judge the song by the song title before i even listen to it and i go into it with a good attitude or a bad attitude depending on the song title I remember reading the sing-along song. That one's going to suck. And then it doesn't suck. It's a cool song. It's fun. It's got a, a cool little thing. But to me, it was just like I didn't like the title, even though I like the song um, now. But Reach Out to me is, uh, is the winner in that one. And sorry, I know I already have my term, but I just thought of something <laughs> before I forget. Uh, one thing I do love about sing-along song, too, is the, the symbols are gated. And I always thought, wow, Robert is choking these symbols and so it taught that song sing-along song taught me how to choke a symbol which is where you hit a symbol with a stick and then you grab it real right. quick so it, it goes yeah. yeah and i never knew until about 10 years ago um i think i heard an interview with michael where he said no they accidentally gated the symbols where which is a a recording term for when uh, uh there's some kind of technique where the microphone cuts right off and uh, but hey, thanks to uh, whoever the engineer was that gated you, Stephen well, Galfas. And, 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 but um, I don't know if it was the producer or the engineer that did that. Well, but Mitch Lafon's podcast uh, right here on the Jericho Network, he just had Mike 
uh, rate the Striper albums. It's a really cool thing if you're a Striper fan. He said he doesn't like listening to Hell with the Devil because of, because the, of gates. the Gates. Yeah, so and I nuts. love the Gates. Really? I love it because I didn't know what it was. He rated it fairly low. Yeah, yeah wow. and, and, it, and it's funny you mention that because I was listening to that and Michael said I would probably choose In God We Trust over To Hell with the Devil, which I love In God We Trust and I saw him on that tour, but I have to go with To Hell with the oh, Devil. Yeah. Different, right? I Rich. mean, he wrote it, but he's allowed to be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> he is. Yeah. He's too close. Yeah, yeah it's it's too okay. close. It's what okay. do you think? Uh, reach out. is uh, they uh, When they were on this last tour, they came through, they did a poll, a fan poll to, to what was going to be the a, a song they would add to the set list that would be different and Reach Out won the poll. Uh, and they played it and I literally started crying wow. like I, wow. because I love that song so much because it's such a joyous song and it's it has all those great things because it even has like the guitar solo changes halfway through it like it goes to that kind of halftime beat and it goes to that great little harmony bit like it's I, long too it is it is an yeah. excellent song and it's it is a song it's a hopeful song it's a fun rocker it has all the elements that make a, that make a you know a great you know striper song it has you know, it's got great riffing. It sounds great. It's uh, yeah. I'm a huge fan of that song, so I have to go with it. I love sing along song. It, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just that reach out speaks to me. Simple, reach out because I've literally sang along to it more than sing along song. <laughs> Honestly, that's that's During the truth. Too. Yeah, that's the truth. Yeah. I I've sang along yeah. more to reach out. And I was like, huh, well, that's easy. So, so reach yeah, out. Yeah, like is, both songs, is, but is, reach out. I've sang more. Reach out was your sing along song. Yeah, not sing along song. The irony. Yeah. Oh, the irony. It's funny how it you know out. what I love too about reach out. It sounded awesome on Second Coming when they redid it. Oh yeah. That ver. I love the version on Second Coming too, and that's hard for bands to do to yeah. re-record different their old or? song. It's just it almost sounds like there's more kind of low harmonies on it, which, mm. but it just sounds so good. And uh, Striper's one of those rare bands that I've heard where they re-record their old stuff and it sounds just as good and sometimes better. Yeah, that is hard to pull Here's off. Here's a, a battle of album tracks. Holding On versus Waiting for a Love That's Real. Rich? I love Holding On. Like, it's a great song. Like, I have to go with it. Mm -hmm. I, I actually think A Love That's Real is a very interesting song. That's like, it's a great song. But Holding On is like, Again, it is very much like Reach Out in that it's like it has it takes all the boxes of what I want, big harmonies. I actually I, I wrote a bunch of notes about it. I love it's real because it's been a while since I since you heard it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's one of those interesting things, you know, when you haven't heard something in a long time and you like. What are wow. some of your notes on it? Well, just like um, you know, <laughs> I wrote. Listening to this song makes me want to be a better person. <laughs> like, you know, like that sounds like a poster you'd have up at your work. I know, like, it like really, like you know, because you know he, Michael was the poster boy for being a like a squeaky clean kind of guy, and even his voice matched that. You know what I mean? It was like there was some innocence to it and some purity to it, especially on those early records and on Soldiers, where he really had that. There was more of that kind of sinus cavity thing that he was doing, and God, it was great. But uh, and I even said the outro uh, vocal vamp even has a bit of a Steve Perry little yeah. bit to it. The kind of the, his kind of melodic choice to it, which I thought was brilliant. And uh, I actually wrote that the uh, this is another guitar solo that reminds me I need to practice more. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, again, 
that's the beautiful thing I, I love that you've included me in this is that it allows me to listen to these as albums. Sometimes like I get so caught up in, list, in my playlist I put together, like these are my favorite songs, but I, when I was a kid, I was just listening to albums. Like I never skipped tracks. I just, this was a piece. And so it was great, but yeah. Yeah. I'm, what do you think, Howard? Yeah. Got to go with holding on. And if anything, just because the harmony that comes, I'm holding that the harmony that comes, yeah, it's so odd, but it works. Yes. It's like nothing else would have fit that. And it's just, you try, even if you try and think of a harmony that it fits behind that, doesn't it's work. There's beat behind it, too. You wouldn't yeah. expect that beat. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. like it a works. heavy, you know, downbeat behind it. Richard? The song is just different. It, it just wins. Yeah. I have to go holding on. I mean, I cried when they played it on the 30th anniversary <laughs> tour. Uh, from everything from the intro where Robert Robert's hit, Robert had the best ride cymbal bell sound ever. And that, dun, 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 bring, ding, ding. I love that. It's so tasteful and just so cool. And um, just the harmonies. And it's so happy and catchy. I freaking love it. And I love waiting for a love that's real. I love the key. It's almost like a church organ intro, mm, yes. which I freaking love. Um, but I have to go. I have to go holding on. I am um, uh, going to go with holding on as well, um, solely because of you, to be honest with you. I yeah. always kind of just glossed Thank over you. this track. And then when we had our Christian metal text and we were, we were talking about going to the show and you were just talking about holding on, how excited you were to hear holding on. Because I don't think they had on. played it in like 30 right. years. And I was like, I remember holding on, kind of thinking that's not bad, but then you listen to it, and there's a great little I'm holding on the yeah. little snare thing. Uh, it is a really cool, breezy, fun pop song. Mm-hmm. Um, yep, it's a feel good, w- yeah, but with heavy drums, yeah, like Rich was saying, the drums are heavy but, on it. Waiting for Love That Real is, is it is an interesting tune because yes. I think it's another one of those, those songs like First Love that you forget about it, yes, and you listen to it, and like it's kind of dark again it's, it it's almost like a jamie's crying yeah. type thing like she's been used and she's waiting for uh for a love that's real because maybe somebody took advantage of her almost like um, first love kind it's of the same vibe yeah. and it's also got a crazy scream come from um like that oh, right yeah. oh my god it's yeah. so high um but like i said it's more of a it's a great album track as holding on is as well, but I'll give it to holding on specifically because of the Richard Christie influence. And then seeing how much you loved it when they yeah. played it. Like I was uh, watching you actually oh, yeah. with, with Michael's daughter. Remember she was there yeah. and we were watching you watching them just like one of the happiest people in the world yeah. at that moment. Yeah. Maybe the, that, the maybe, pure yeah. joy, your, your cheeks were shining. They were yeah. so wet. It was amazing because i literally never had never thought i would get to see that song live and to even talking about it now i'm about to tear up (laughs) like to you know like when i was a kid i always thought oh you know i'm always gonna love this music but i better enjoy the bands now because i probably won't get to see them when i'm older and i always thought forward to when i was you know 40s and 50s and thinking, oh, you know, I probably won't. Have, none of my bands will still be around that I like now. And they're still around. Yeah. Like Striper, I got to see them play all of my favorite album of all time live when I was at the time, I think, 42 years old. And it just I see, that. that's, that's so how you heavy can't compare them to most other like hair metal bands and even a lot of the power metal bands. They're still around. They're still making quality music. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I, that yeah. is that's almost unheard of mm-hmm. i had the same experience you did on the 
on that tour, that that re, that kind of anniversary tour, I was I went with my pastor from my church and like a bunch of my friends and I that are into that love Striper. And the entire time, my pastor was freaking out on how much fun I was having. I literally was dancing and singing every word. It was like it was one of the best times I've ever had mm -hmm. because I never thought I'd hear most of those songs. Right. And and while uh, Howard goes to the TT room, <laughs> let me ask you this. I mean, this is a little note I put about holding on. I think this was the first kind of um, breadcrumb holding on was to what was to come in their future in In God We Trust, where more synths, guitars were back in the mix a bit, vocals were way out front, um, and it was a little, it was a little less dangerous. Uh, holding on mm -hmm. was if you listen, you could, I, I could see it yeah, on yeah, in, yeah, yeah, in God yeah, We yeah. Trust. It's still an amazing song, but it was like you could see this it's as pop of all the songs. It was more of that transitional thing into yeah. what was going to yeah. happen. It's mixed, mixed like a pop song, I think. Rock in the World versus Together as One, the other ballad on uh, on um, uh, Soldiers. I'll start with this one. I mean, Rock in the World wins for me. Together as One is cool. Um, but it's probably my least favorite song on uh, Soldiers. And Rock in the World is one of my favorite songs on uh, Devil with the Devil. I just love the chorus, uh, Rock in the World, Holy One, Rock in the World for your, for your son. No, What's the chorus? Rock in, in the, the world, world for you, Holy One. Rock in the world for you, you and, and your son. Your son. Yeah. I mean, uh, once again, I mean, the Christian lyrics are, are pretty standard at times, and that's one of them, but... It's a fun song. I love the opening riff, and it's it, it, it like I said, it's, it's a cool album rocker that I really loved when we went and saw that show. Yeah. To me, that was one of the highlights. What do you think, Howard? Gotta agree that that one. It's another one that's just fun. It gives yeah. you a, it just gives you a good feeling. It's it's not particularly a standout, but it's not filler. It's just one of those man, just. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm glad they played this one. Yeah, you put the windows down yeah. in your car and just yeah. Drive there you go. Yeah. Exactly. Rich. Yeah, I'm not crazy about rocking, rocking the world. Uh, I think this is where this song feels like it's on side two, yeah. uh, and only because the rest of the songs are so good. Not because it stinks. It's just that uh, it's a great song amongst a bunch of classics. Yeah. And I, 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 for me, this is like this is the first song I would say, oh, this is, if everything else was an A plus to me, this is kind of like a, a, a minus or a B plus song. Yeah. I really like it, but but I'm still going to go with it because mm -hmm. I, I prefer that. I think it's a great song. It's a, again, I always think this is funny that we're like judging two of the greatest albums of all time, giving our opinions on it, but that's what the purpose of this yeah, is for us to. Classic album Yeah, but, but as it is, these are classic albums. Yeah. So it's, I feel a little weird going, Michael, like maybe there was another song that could have been in that spot instead. <laughs> yeah, but no, yeah, it's a great song. I love it. And I remember together as one they said was used a lot at weddings, um, and that once again, this is more of like uh, honestly, this is the relationship is going great. And yeah. at the time, as a teenager, like you said, I had no girlfriend, I had no wife, and I was probably angry at the girls I like didn't like me. So I was always much more into, you know, first love and you can't kill rock and roll and like you know, love was it love sucks or whatever. Love stinks. Love stinks. <laughs> Jay Giles. Yeah. <laughs> what about you, uh, Richard? Uh, I love Together as One. I think it's wow. an awesome ballad. No, I, I'm uh, sorry. On. I, I didn't. Hold I didn't mean on. to, I didn't mean to uh, make you think that that was what I was choosing. Uh, I'm just saying a disclaimer. I don't want to, you know, put down together as one because I love that song. But rock in the world solely. I mean, if even if I had to just narrow it down to one little thing, the 
that intro is like so odd time and I love it. And it made me, a, being a drummer, it made me a better drummer that because if you listen to it, Robert's hi-hat goes from being on the downbeat to the upbeat. And it's to this day, one of the oddest time signature uh, pieces of music that I, that I've heard. And I still have to ask Robert, like, what what's going on there? You wonder if there was something done on purpose or it was just one of those things. You know, I don't know. Yeah, yeah because there's accident. another there's a couple things that I've always wanted to pick Robert's brain about. Like um from the second song on Yellow and Black Attack, um from wrong to right. There's a part where the drums miss a beat. Yeah. And it almost sounds like, I don't know if Robert dropped a stick or if he did it on purpose, but either way, it's one of the coolest sounding <laughs> things ever. And, uh, you know, but it's the same way with Rock in the World. There's th that intro is just so cool and so, you know, odd time that it always stuck in my head. And I, I love that song. And, and just the heaviness of, you want it, we got it. Like Robert, that real heavy. And that's. <laughs> yeah, we, I, like that's, I was like the we are like we are. Uh, yeah, just the heaviness of the. Those are where they use their harmonies to be real heavy, yeah, and that's yeah. what I love. I like the song better now. That you, you should <laughs> See, you should work know, for right? them. You sold it. No, doing that, he pretty much does work for them. He's the biggest striper fan and promoting them at constantly. Hey, they've done so much for me. I'm glad the to do whatever I can to let people know about them. <laughs> Salesman of the month. Um, and then the last two. We could try and reconfigure them a bit, but um, I mean, should we do Surrender versus All of Me, or should we do Surrender versus More of the Man and All of Me versus Battle Him of the Republic? Yeah, because if not, it's pretty obvious what we're going to do. So, okay, we're pulling a judgment call since it's my show. I'm going to flip flop All of Me with More Than a Man, and we're going to do Surrender versus More Than a Man. Two album closing rockers. This is a tough one, wow. really tough one. It really is. Um, especially since when Striper did Surrender on Second Coming, they changed it and added a part that I, they kind of um, added, made an extra part of a part of that song that I love. I mean, you kind of got to go listen to it to know what I'm talking about. I'm babbling here. But uh, <laughs> it, they kind of made Surrender even better on Second Coming um, because there was a part that I always loved that I felt they should have done again. And then they did it again on second coming. But so, but I have to go with more than a man just because I mean that intro, dun, 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 the drums sound like they're 50 inches across. You know, it sounds like he's using a 50 inch Tom Tom and a, and a 90 inch snare drum. And it's so heavy in the riff and, and the guitar harmonies are wah, 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 wah. it's everything about more than a man is is just perfect so i have to go more than more than a man okay rich surrender is my favorite striper song of all time that opening scream wow i'm gonna go out on a limb and say the opening vocal scream in surrender is the greatest vocal moment in heavy metal really? wow yeah. that that that, oh, that it's amazing it's unbelievable because not only is is it like it just it it, it, it you know well it, first of all it's stratosphere note it's got all of the aggro the vibrato he's working it it's not just that 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 wide thing that like guys of that era was like it was freaking proper soul singer like i i felt i was like oh my god it's amazing and also 
I love that lyric, in the dark you need a light, right? It's great. Mm -hmm. So freely surrender, open up to his majesty. Uh, and also the opening lick of that guitar solo. I rip that off all the time. And Dimebag ripped it off too, because you've heard it on his records. Like, it is a perfect song. And my favorite moment, to the King, that little, that little, ah, that little just moment of desperation. Yeah. It's like, oh, dude, oh, yeah, I'm so a, in. Oh, yeah, just that, that smidgen of angst. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you being a guitar player, you probably know what this is called in a guitar solo, but I love in the solo where they go, and it's like a, it's like a thing with the whammy bar and a, a like a, almost a, what are you, pinch, a, har like a pinch thing, harmonic right? or yeah. something. Yeah, he, what he does is, is you flick the bar. So you actually take the end of the of the tremolo arm itself and you flick it. And with a Floyd Rose, it vibrates and it creates what's called a cricket. So it just uh, see, I never it, knew what that was called. Yeah. I was, and some guys so I love hit that the body because you can either hit the body or you can flick the bar. And with the Floyd Rose, you have those springs in there and it just makes this cricket sound. I and love Oz, that. Oz and Brad Gillis were the kings of that maneuver. Yeah. Uh, Oz did that on um, Not That Kind of Guy and Against the Law. It was like, yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like, um, this Love is a, that song, this is the first the for me. Um, I actually changed my mind as we were talking, and what? I was gonna go with more than man, but surrender, dude. There's another great part in surrender where it's in the dark, you need light that let him make it right. Oh, Jesus Christ is the lover of your soul. Um, dude, that song, once again, pretty underrated. I'm not sure if they play it live anymore they they played it a few years ago and i literally wanted to go on a seven state killing spree <laughs> i was so happy killing was happy killings you know like at uh, least you could you took a lucky number yeah just sex that. offenders you know just like kid. i mean more than a man um uh, gosh it's such a great tune i remember when i went to michael sweet's wedding i was sitting next to tim gaines uh, uh and he said that was his favorite swiper song of all time yeah, man. They, they, once again, it's six and one half dozen of another. But just this conversation, the scream at the beginning, the the cricket solo, that Jesus Christ to the King, and then yeah, dude, I, I'm going surrender. I'm surprising myself. I thought it was a no brainer, but I'm saying surrender. No, oh. Mr. Jones. All right, Mr. Jones. Well, okay, then uh, that makes me the odd man. Uh, I'm more than a man. Okay. Whoa. Oh, I chose more no, than me. Oh, oh, that's right. Yeah, you did. it's a hung jury. But yeah. you, okay. We're both All right. odd men. All right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, more than a man. Just whoa. It's uh, they're both great. Uh, there was one day I remember. There was one specific day I sat in a parking lot and just kept rewinding that last note on more than a man for about an hour. Just I couldn't get over it. Yeah. No. no that part. That's yeah. Scary. Just that scream was. And it just stuck with me. So yeah, that's it's such a great chorus. Too. Yeah, I love it's a fantastic chorus. song. I will follow you that'd be a fun song. You died for yeah, me. Yeah, that'd be a fun song to play Gave in that band. Gave to me you know? your mm -hmm. life to set me free. Everyone who asks shall receive Jesus in your heart. It's time for you to start. Giving God all the glory. You and solo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I said. And, that, and he goes so high. That's another oh. one he can still do live, too. I've seen him do it lately. The, yeah, I, I mean, there's just testicles uh, in the lungs. He's so high. Can, can I be 
honest to say Michael Sweet's probably one of the most underrated singers of all time when you're talking about great rock and roll heavy metal singers. Yep. He rarely gets mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yep. But to this and day... And guitar player, too. Guitar he's player an incredible well. yeah. guitar player. To yeah, the th- fact that he's doing both and the fact that Oz is right there beside... Yeah. This Oz band, is a great singer, too. Yeah. This, this band has deserved so much more than they've uh, but they took a stand then that's why they pissed some people off and like we said earlier well uh, to our benefit yeah Yeah. uh then we got the last one excuse me uh uh all of me which is the other ballad on tale with the devil versus battle him of the republic i you know i I never liked all of me once again it was that other side of striper that i never really got into battle him of the republic interesting idea not sure why they did it Michael sings the shit out of it, though. Um, I think they even played it live in Japan. Maybe it was the opener. Yeah, I think it's, like, yeah. Like, or was it the end? No, I think it. they did it did it maybe pre-recorded as that an intro. That was kind of the intro, right? I yeah. think so, yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll go just for uh, for shits and giggles with Battle Hymn of the Republic, just because it's basically a Michael Sweet acapella, wicked, you know, uh, vocal piece. What do you think, Richard? I have to go with all of me. I love that song. And, and you know what? I... I became a bigger fan of that song after the video on In the Beginning. It's such a sweet video, like, you know, no pun intended. (laughs) Uh, They show all their pictures as, you know, when they were young, and then it goes through their whole history. Uh, I always tear up when I see that video on In the Beginning, so I love all of me. And, And for me, I get really annoyed when I hear the John Legend song, All of Me. I'm like, that's not the real All of Me. <laughs> you know, Striper did that he's originally. Even, he's even more pissed off at the Steve Martin, Lily Tomlin movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's all... <laughs> I'm all Random. in for All of Me. Oh, Rich? <laughs> I'm afraid that uh, I am simpatico with my boy Chris on this. and the and, But I'm more passionate about Battle Hem than you are. Okay. So for me, like... Uh, uh, his performance is so good on, on, on take that. I mean, just, just the fact. Uh, but the thing is, is that I believe every word that he's saying on it, which Once is again, his yeah. secret weapon. Right. I mean, it's, uh, and I was also thinking that he's singing about what is arguably the most important message the world has ever heard. Right. I mean, and so for him to take this opportunity on, a, on, a, on his record, to, to to do this version was again ballsy right to to take that and uh all of me uh was the second best of that ballad on that record right mm-hmm. like i think honestly is a better song so if i had to to choose between those two and um yeah just it was a little uh great song just a little too sugary sweet for me yeah, yeah. i yeah. think though all of me complimented more than a man because it went all of me went into more than a man and it made more than a man sound that yes, much heavier yes, yeah. yes. because That's all of me yeah. wasn't heavy at all which is why they always had the ballad like four out of five and the five was the cleanup on yeah, all those yeah. albums i yeah. love that it was always Stri- striper was like uh metallica they always had great album closers it was always like, you know, uh, the rain. The rain on yeah, yeah, we know, trust. If, yeah. if you're talking about Surrender being the last rocker more than a man or uh, uh, rock the hell out of you mm. on uh, Against the Law, they always were really good at that. How do you think, yeah, Howard? Uh, I'm going to agree with, with Richard just because all of me, it just blends really well with more than a man. And also because my friend Jeremy Caldwell in, in Columbus, Ohio, he, <laughs> say, he says it. I, I, hold on, let's go to the phone. Just just <laughs> let's, because let's go he to the said this to tape. me today. I believe he said, in you. All right, there it is. He said, 
Battle Hymn Killed Soldiers. <laughs> so I got to go with all of me just because he said that. <laughs> He's wrong, but just because he said that. So, Jeremy, boom, you got my vote. There you go. <laughs> so there you go. That, that, that's the classic. And now, um, which one do you like better, uh, Richard? Do you, do you have to choose? I have to go with To Hell with the Devil. Yeah. I mean, that's the album that changed my life. That's the album I discovered Striper. From. It's the album I literally listen to about every other day, I would say, sometimes two days in a row. Although I listen to Soldiers about, you know, once or twice a week as well. But uh, To Hell With The Devil, it just flows so good, the whole album. Uh, I, we didn't talk about The Abyss, the intro, right, which yeah. um, uh, didn't we have a little argument about whether that's a song or not one well, time? I, 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 because the classic album clash rule that both albums have to have the same amount of tracks. I just kind of spun over it. Went oh, right okay. Into the devil. <laughs> but so I'm I saying, love... I'm saying it's all one big piece. Yeah. Of music. Yeah. No. And I understand that, but I love, I, I have to give a shout out to the abyss. I love, it's such a cool intro with, and I always wanted it pictured in my mind when you hear that quack, 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 whatever those little <laughs> seagulls are. But, they, you know, I think yeah, the, you know, it, the kind of bird that's usually perched over yeah. this. The, 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 the <laughs> but it's like, seagulls from hell. So I want to know what was Michael picturing when they made that quack, 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 quack in the abyss. Like, are they skeleton seagulls or what? They got to be evil looking. Or bat seagulls, a mixture, but uh, so I got to go with to hell with the devil. Rich, I know you wanted to make a, a say about Michael Sweet. We're running out of time here, but if you can give us a quick encapsulation of which album you like best, and you wanted to say something about what you learned from Mike. Yeah, well, I was just um, I was just gonna say, it's for me, it's Soldiers. I actually think to hell with the devil is a better sounding record. I actually think uh, it's a better played uh, record. I think they were a better band at that point in time, but just. If you're asking me what song would I, what album would I prefer to listen to? I'd prefer to listen to Soldiers. There's so much about To Hell with the Devil that I love. It's it's almost like eh, one way or the other. But I do want to say there was um, for for me, there, I have so many Striper stories, and I know that we all do. But I, I want to tell you guys one Striper story that that changed my life. And I I, I wrote a bunch of stuff, but I'm going to keep it to this because I know we gone long. I met the guys on the on uh, the In God We Trust uh, tour. I, I was the guy who waited out by the bus, which is why I always talk to people by the bus, because I was the dude, and I was with my girlfriend, and I waited until everyone else had gone. Like it was a two a.m. bus call, so every and it was in January, and everyone just got too cold and left, and we were the only two left. And they in the cold stopped and talked to me and. And I just randomly said, where are you guys going to be tomorrow night? Like, just because I'm a kid, like, I don't know what to say. I, I'm so nervous, like, meeting my idol. They were like, oh, we're in Charlotte. I was like, are you sold out? And, and he looked at his tour manager, we sold out. And he was like, I, I don't know. He, and he looked at me, and Michael said, do you want tickets? I was like, for, for Charlotte? And he's like, yeah, do you want to come? So my girlfriend and I drove to Charlotte. Wow. And when we got there, we had tickets and passes. We ate dinner with them. Like, like right we on. prayed with them. We hung with them. We stayed with them for literally three days. He kept saying, hey, we're in, we're in Greensboro. I mean, Greenville, South Carolina tomorrow. You want to go? <gasps> yes. So we kept going. And then at the very end of the trek, he, he kept doing it to us. You want to go to the next show? Like, we're Grateful Dead. We're with them every you day. You want to come to Japan with yeah. us? <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. And the, the long story short was, I was like, I, I can't. I'm out of money. Like, I don't even know if I have enough money to drive my Honda Civic back to Atlanta and he pulled out a $20 bill and he gave it to me and he's like one day I'll need it just give it back 
Wow. Li- I mean, literally, he doesn't know me. I was just a kid. That's killer, man. And I was like an 18-year-old kid. And I always remembered, like, don't, like, he taught me, don't ever miss those opportunities to be kind to people mm-hmm. and to remember that even though the four of us have had success and we see it so much that we just don't realize how much those moments could mean to someone, even though I never, I never supposed that I've had as big an impact on someone's life as Michael did on mine, but if there was ever even the chance it was the slightest bit of that that thing like chris will tell you every night i go sit on the front of the stage and i wait till the whole place is empty yeah. and and the only reason is it's just because just in case i can pay that michael sweet thing forward mm-hmm. what he did for me and that impact and uh again he could have just been his records are enough he didn't owe me anything but he was just that guy who said do you want to go to the show do you want to eat dinner with us like he actually gave us one of their band hotel rooms one night. Wow. Like, he's the have real ever, deal. Have you ever wow. told him that? I may have. I don't remember. Did you ever give him his $20? I tried to. Yeah. I tried to, but he was like in that thing backstage where there was a lot of stuff going on. Hey, man, you you kind of loaned me this money like thing. But I, I don't know if I, you know, when you're you should, like, if you don't have a one-on-one yeah, with yeah, someone, yeah. if you're in a group yeah. environment, sometimes when dudes are talking, you don't have that intimate thing of like... Well, he's probably... Well, I'm sure he's listening now. Just punch him, him, in, just punch him in the stomach and then when he bends down and goes, oh, just throw it in his pocket. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, he's going to do a song with us uh, in a couple days in uh, uh, Hampton Beach. He lives close to there. He's going to play Breaking the Law with us. So now it's come full circle. Now Michael's on stage playing... A song with your band. See, uh, I thought uh, I thought I was doing pretty good when Robert Sweet waved at me one time. Honey <laughs> and God, we trust to her, but that's freaking awesome, Rich. Yeah. Howard, your favorite? I mean, my story's not as cool. You know, it's just during one song. You know, Michael's like, "Hey, there's a black kid here." No, that didn't really happen. <laughs> that didn't happen at all. But uh, just <laughs> it would have been great if it did. But that's an awesome story. It yeah. just just yeah. tells you he's genuine. Yeah, and and that's that's fantastic. Yeah. Both albums, great soldiers. The introduction, but to hell with the devil. That's uh. You know, soldiers brought me to the dance. You know, to help with the devil, it uh, it you know, it, yeah, it uh, it kept the bed warm for me. So, yeah, man. I mean, I would probably say to hell with the devil because we saw that album in its entirety live, which made the difference. I do love the fact that Soldiers has longer songs. And at the time, I was always into longer songs. Even when we first started Fozzie, it's like longer the better. Then, of course, you realize that's not the case. But at the time, I loved just the extended solos uh, mm-hmm. going forth. But because I saw to hell with the devil live in its entirety, I'm going to take that, uh, which I might not have said before. So, and, and I hint, will say, hint, Michael, uh, we'd love to see soldiers uh, live in full. But I will say that uh, my memory uh, of cool memory is getting invited to uh, Michael Sweet's wedding and the DJ's playing Living on a Prayer and Michael's singing it as he's kind of dancing an octave higher. So you know that pause, like, whoa! Wow. He's going... Like and just, uh, I, said, just, I said, dude, I know it's your wedding, but I hate you. Just, just <laughs> like, casually yeah, hitting that so sort like, of what note. What I do is you're singing an octave high. Well, I like to do that sometimes. I'm like, ah. Of course Dad. he's hit, Of course he's hitting that note. With, and since you know Robert thought you were uh, John Bon Jovi, <laughs> we went to the, the Aspen Park and, and, and sweet Robert came over to me and goes, "I thought you were Bon Jovi, man. I thought Bon Jovi came in. I thought you were Bon Jovi." For like an hour. I thought you were Bon Jovi. I thought you were Bon Jovi. I'm not Bon Jovi. I've met you 15 times, but guys, what a great time. <laughs> thank you so much. Thank uh, you. And, this uh, is awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah. All right. And thank you, Striper. Yes. Thanks, Striper. 
All right. If you don't agree with the albums and songs we picked in this Striper Classic Album Clash, you can weigh in on the Twitter. Hit me up at Talk is Jericho. Let me know how you would vote. Is it Soldiers Under Command or To Hell with the Devil? Hit us up and uh, let's see how you feel about this uh, amazing debate. Thanks to Rich, Howard, and Richard for a, a great discussion about one of our favorite bands of all time. They're currently on tour. It's called the Striper History Tour. They're doing all their classics and some uh, really cool covers from their influences as well. And come see uh, Fozzie as we're on tour playing Incarceration July 12th in Mansfield, Ohio next month. And, uh, of course, the Unleashed in the West Tour. Uh, Don't forget the two gigs with Nickelback as well in August. I think it's August 23rd and 25th up in uh, upstate New York. We're doing one in Uncasville at the uh, Mohegan Sun and then one in Atlantic City. All tickets and VIP information at FozzyRock.com. All the gigs listed. September 5th, we start in Denver. Uh, September 28th, we end in Atlanta. And there's probably about 20 gigs in between. Don't forget, of course, the famous big one, September 14th in Los Angeles at the Bank of California Stadium, opening for Iron Maiden. So go check that out. Also, go to ChrisJerichoCruise.com. We're over 88% sold out of one of the greatest vacations of your life. Go check it out there. It's been a long show. We'll get into all the... uh, details of both the Unleashed in the West tour uh, on Friday, as long as as well as all the lineup and roster uh, uh, talent for Chris Jericho's Rock and Wrestling Rager at Sea. Don't you worry about it, though. All you got to do is come back on Friday to hear all that. I and mean, you're also going to hear SCU, Southern California, Uncensored, Frankie Kazarian, Chris Daniels, and Scorpio Sky are going to be here. It's the worst podcast they've ever been in. So we're going to have a great time talking with the boys about the formation of SCU, reinvigorating their career, and of course, signing with AEW. So in the meantime and in between time, we'll see you on Friday. Be cool, stay hard, stay safe, stay hungry. Big peace, love, and hugs, and a big, yeah, boy. Oh, yeah. We are the soldiers under God's command. Yeah.